federal Labor leader, Anthony Albanese. Good morning to you, Albo. Good morning, Marcus. Yeah, nice to chat to you, mate. Um, how have you been keeping? Well? Oh, not too bad. I'm, I'm in lockdown, of course, as well yeah. in Canberra, and it's, uh, it's pretty cold uh, here this morning and very foggy and... Uh, We've had a, a wet weekend, so okay. good for the flowers. Well, in that's time true. For, in time for spring. Yep, very true, mate. Now, um, how far away are we, do you think, from the easing of the current restrictions Australia-wide? Well, everything that uh, we've been saying for 18 months has been about reducing the potential for lockdowns and keeping people safe. Uh, the need to vaccinate the population, the need to have purpose-built quarantine... Uh, the need to avoid the mistakes that have been there, like uh, the outbreak, of course, in Sydney that has spread around the country where we didn't lock down soon enough uh, with encouragement from, from Scott Morrison. But to go back a bit, this came from a single driver of a foreign air crew taking someone to hotel quarantine. Now, that was identified as a gaping hole in keeping people safe by Jane Holton uh, almost a year ago now. That's right, that the Holton report, yep. And and no, nothing happened. Uh, tragically, yesterday, uh, another death from the Summerhill Nursing Home uh, in my electorate. Um, again, an aged care worker working multiple facilities, uh, unvaccinated. Uh, we knew... Uh, from uh, what occurred in Victoria that aged care workers working in multiple sites ran the risk of picking up an infection and then spreading it. And and it was still happening uh, more than a year later since we learnt that lesson. Um, This government uh, just haven't done their fundamental jobs and now today very worried about the stress that's on the New South Wales hospital system. Of course. With uh, over 120 people in ICU, with uh, 1,200, a record number of cases yesterday, and, of course, six, six more deaths. Uh, this is a, 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 real, a real problem. And, of course, we know that the impact of lockdowns also has such a huge impact on people's jobs, on their economy, on being able to do basic things like go and visit an elderly relative in a nursing home that isn't possible, on having to homeschool. Many parents really struggling uh, because they've got to work full-time, they're essential workers, and they've got kids at home that they're worried about. And, of course, the impact on uh, children themselves. Children benefit from going to school, that whole social interaction that they get uh, that, that, that they're missing out on. Um, my son uh, is a university student. He hasn't been onto the campus since 2019. Um, You're it's, right. Uh, yeah. It's just, uh, it, you know, that, that whole experience. Are we on the right uh, track, um, Albo, when it comes to 70 to 80 percent? Uh, the Doherty Institute, that's the modelling the federal government is going by. New South Wales uh, government keep quoting it. Uh, once we reach 70 to 80 percent, um, uh, are you in agreement that we should uh, open up again and, and just try as, as best we can perhaps to 
learn to live with this uh, COVID situation, make sure we look after the most vulnerable and ensure that uh, perhaps people can get back to work, back to university? Look, I am in agreement with setting targets and doing it on the basis of health advice. And the Doherty Institute have very comprehensive uh, advice, but they also, in that advice, speak about uh, the need to have uh, contact tracing, uh, testing, to have all those things in place. Uh, It's not just, uh, you know, rip the band-aid off and whatever happens, happens. It's, It's the mechanisms that need to be put in place that they envisage uh, as well. And, uh, you know, I, I think that we, we do need to have a plan to open up and uh, the national plan has been agreed by all states and territories. It's one that, that I agree with. Uh, but uh, the focus needs to be to get things right now because unless you do that, uh, then you won't be moving towards that opening up. Are you, wor- it, it, yeah. Are you worried that perhaps we're leaving the um, the the booster situation? We know next year we're going to require booster shots. Is the government has the government not learnt from the mistakes of the past? Are we leaving the uh, purchase of booster vaccination shots too late as well? Well, boosters, of course, are being rolled out from next month in the United States. They're being rolled out uh, in the United Kingdom. Well, right uh, now in they're, Israel. They're happening now. In Israel. And, yeah, and and Israel, of course, uh, did secure uh, enough vaccines. Uh, they had uh, a, a leader who was prepared to get on the phone and to ensure that that happened. And uh, the problem in Australia comes from a range of, of errors, but at, right at the top, yeah. the failure to secure vaccine supply mm. uh, early enough. And, and the sort of rhetoric where we said we're at the front of the queue and, and we yeah. certainly weren't. Uh, this government just prioritises its rhetoric and its bluster. And, and it, the, the, uh, the consequences of that are being felt uh, by all those in Greater New South Wales and Canberra and Victoria. Well, look what's happening uh, and right. New Zealand now in lockdown. Look what's happening right now, Anthony, on the Gold Coast. Um, I'm getting pictures and reports that truck drivers are blockading the M1 motorway. Um, they say standing up for their quote unquote rights, but we have a truck blockade of the M1 motorway that's happening as you and I speak on the Gold Coast, southbound, heading toward the New South Wales border. And it's happening, well, basically near the Smith Street turn-off, as as you may well know, is one of the major intersections heading towards Southport and other areas in the ring of the Gold Coast. It's, you know, uh, people are starting to get a little bit edgy about all of these lockdowns. Well, they are, and it's understandable because it has uh, such an impact on people's lives. Uh, people unable to connect with loved ones, people unable to go about their, their everyday life, people worried about their children or their grandkids, uh, people missing that social interaction. There's, there's more Australians uh, are single dwellers than, than ever before. And uh, that uh, being apart from other human interaction uh, has an impact. And the fact that uh, it has gone on now in, in New South Wales now for 
so many weeks uh, has had a real impact. And, of course, in Victoria, they've had over 200 days of lockdown uh, since uh, since last year, yep. including 2020. Uh, they're doing it really tough. Sure. Uh, so it is, it is absolutely understandable, uh, people's frustration out there, uh, but we need to put the measures in place. The lockdowns won't end by just saying, yeah, we hope it, it all happens. We hope yep. we get it right. The lockdowns will end by getting people vaccinated, by fixing, fixing quarantine systems uh, by making sure that we do better in terms of contact tracing. Um, in, in New South Wales, one of my own staff uh, got contacted in New South Wales that they'd been to one of the exposure sites sure. 12 days earlier, 12 mm. days it took. Okay. So for 12 days, they'd been wandering around. Now, they were negative. Mm. Uh, they'd been into a, a local shopping centre yep. uh, there in the inner west that, that where someone had uh, been there who was a positive case. Mm-hmm. But that just shows that the system at the moment uh, isn't working. They're struggling to keep up. And might I just say this, Marcus, to, to our nurses, to the contact tracers, to the people in the health department in New South Wales, a huge shout-out. You have been heroic. You're working ridiculous hours under incredible pressure. And uh, my my absolute uh, hats off to you. A big thank you from the community. Well, absolutely. And look, uh, just on a personal note in relation to this, uh, as you know, we, we had a, uh, a family uh, loss in the last couple of weeks. But to the, uh, the wonderful staff at Queensland Health, um, now, and the reason I bring this up, because uh, you would know, Anthony, and I'm sure you've heard from constituents uh, in Marrickville and in your government area, that that unfortunately uh, COVID has meant that we can't mourn or we can't attend funerals or we can't associate as we do with families in the normal way. So the, the way things are operating now in between jurisdictions, where it's obviously very difficult with lockdowns, means that, well, things are being done online. Now, to Queensland Health, and particularly those at Rabina Hospital on the Gold Coast who uh, were in the care of my father in his final hours, uh, to, to, they went above and beyond. I mean, they, they had mobile phones, they had FaceTime set up, uh, they ensured that a nurse, even though because nobody else could get in there because of the COVID situation, they ensured that a nurse was with him at all times and that we were able to speak with him and see him. So... It's it's very difficult, very difficult at the moment um, during these COVID times. And I know that I'm one of many, probably tens of thousands of people who've been affected this way. Oh, absolutely, Marcus. And my sincere condolences to you on air. We've done it privately. Uh, but Thank you, mate. To, to go through uh, a, a loss at this time is so difficult for people, so difficult. Uh, for people and it's just one of the real human impacts uh, that this pandemic is having and we've got to remember every day when you know the figures come out uh, yesterday you know six deaths 1200 positive cases yeah. uh, behind every one of those figures is a real person who's a mum or a dad or a daughter or a brother 
sure. um, or with friends, and it, it is having a real impact on on real people. And we've got to remember that. I think sometimes the statistics don't really show uh, exactly what, uh, or they they hide mm. the real impact that it's having. Well said. All right, before I let you go, uh, I know you don't place too much credence in uh, in uh, opinion polls, but uh, today's a good one for you and your mob. Absolutely it is. Uh, maybe Mr Morris might call the election now. December sounds like a good idea, considering 54% of Australians are in support of Labor, uh, compared to 46 for the uh, the federal government. Two-party preferred in the news poll today, Anthony. Well, of course, the figures that I'm focused on is getting vaccination <laughs> rates higher and getting uh, getting those uh, positive cases numbers lower. They're the numbers I'm focused on. Look, Labor has only won government from opposition three times sure. since the Second World War. Mm-hmm. It is Kevin Rudd used to say that it was like climbing Mount Everest, and indeed it is. Uh, we know that, uh, that polls come and go, so... Mm. I'm just focused on uh, one uh, what uh, what's needed at election time. Um, I've said at the beginning I'm yep. focused on on that, but mm-hmm. in, more importantly, focused on what happens after the election if we're successful. Making sure that we have a program of secure work, of increasing you, jobs. Sure, of surely new you're industries. buoyed a little. You you must be buoyed a little by these numbers because it's not just this poll. There are others also suggesting that that people are upset with the government, Anthony. Well, politicians, of course, do look at the polls, um, <laughs> but they shouldn't be. And it, it would not be honest to say that that we didn't. Yeah. Um, but it is important that uh, we're focused uh, on what the the needs of the Australian people are, and that's what I've been focused on. Right. Uh, not the next week or the next fortnight, uh, but uh, on on the future of this country. We're, we're a great country, but we can be even greater if we have a plan for an economy that works for people rather than the other way around, if we have yep. a plan of good social policy of creating opportunity uh, for future jobs and for prosperity and if we have a plan for sustainability by addressing issues like climate change. Uh, That's my focus. That'll be my focus come the election. And we're ready whenever it's called.